Saturday night. Oh, that's right. I uh, listen, and this is good. Thank you for having me on. This is Adam West and AdamWest.com. Don't forget that AdamWest.com. We have so many goodies for you. Surrender now and avoid war. Don't think you get me so easily. It is now time for us to put Earth under our rule. It's your sacred duty to tell us the truth. Confess, confess that you will be guilty of witchcraft. You expect me to believe that you can overrun the entire world? We cannot be defeated. We have never been defeated. That is the message. Yeah, they're dead. They're all messed up. Bye-bye Saturday night. Okay, it is TalkCast 117, and it's EAP night. For those of you not into acronyms, Edgar Allan Poe night. Deep in Area 51, wearing my red mask of death, I am the Dome. Joining the TalkCast tonight are the usual suspects in the Revere Time Vortex. She's really stressed tonight, and she's deep, deep in her snarky cask. Rihanna. Cask of... Amontillado. Oh, you did not just say that. Oh! Oh, Montiato! Party foul. (laughs) (laughs) And from the stacks of her person at Silence Zone in the Dank Dungeon reading room with her black cat, it's Zombrarian. And Dome, you know that mask is spelled with a Q-U-E, not a K, right? M-A-S-Q-U-E. M O U S. From the Four Color Vault of Comics in Manchester, New Hampshire, the original imp of the perverse, Illustrator X. And I'd like to peruse your quaint and curious volume of forgotten lore. <laughs> and his lovely ingenue who does mm. things to everybody's telltale heart, the dead redhead. Oh, that's so sweet. Hi, everyone. <laughs> and of course, from the outpost Gallifrey Catch and Release Nymphomaniac Center in Ocean Springs, Maryland, it's a man, it's a myth, it's a legend, and I'm not talking John Legend, I'm talking <laughs> the premature burial himself, Awake by Java. Don't let my gaunt visage deter <laughs> you. I don't know, that premature burial sounds like a personal problem, Java. <laughs> <laughs> Joining us uh, throughout the show, making comments whenever he pleases, and uh, coming into the second half for an interview is Gentleman Ben Templesmith, whom we all had the good fortune, or many of us had the good fortune to meet two years ago at Boston Comic-Con, and we'll be back again at Boston Comic-Con this year. His work is amazing, beautiful, wonderful. He's a gentleman and, and a wonderful human being. And uh, stop me anytime. Uh, <laughs> I was waiting for you to finish, but thank you very, very much. <laughs> We're all fans. And it's a pleasure to have you on the show tonight. It really is. Well, I'll try not to fuck it up too badly. <laughs> We've already done a really good job of that to this point. <laughs> not you, us. <laughs> no comment. In any case, let's begin where we always begin at the beginning of every beginning show with... The Facebook poll. Dead Redhead. We had a really good poll this week. In fact, we had like, what, 70 some people oh, vote? Oh, it was getting up to 100, yeah. You guys but... almost got to my 100. I keep waiting to get. I can't to... wait to hear the squee when we hit 100. Be... Oh, you will hear the squee. Your 100 shall I... be You will hear it without the. without <laughs> Skype. <laughs> it will reverberate this... around the world. This week's poll, we, ha ha ha, not to get myself uh, too ahead of myself. This week's poll was, Uh. I asked everyone what was their either, basically their favorite piece by Edgar Allan Poe. 
Well, tonight is his 203rd birthday. Tonight is his 203rd birthday. Last night they tried to see if the man in black would leave the the um, brandy and the roses again. It didn't happen uh, for the Johnny third year Cash in a row. Johnny Cash is dead, dear. Um, but they had a big party for him. And so in honor of Mr. Poe, we decided to ask this question. Number one, I was really hoping we would have something really unique. But, you know, we've said it before. Our, our voters are very old school. And number one was the Raven. Hey, that there's was, nothing bad about yeah. going with the classics. You go you know, huh? I, with the I classics. Don't know about, I don't know about old school. I, I'm more along the lines of all of our listeners went through middle school. Right, because that's the one Poe one that they read. Yeah. What was that? that and Annabelle Lee. You that, do Annabelle I mean, Lee in middle school. <laughs> well, number one was was I never Raven. did Annabelle Lee. You never uh, did Annabelle Lee. Cool. <laughs> we did it for Onomatopoeia, which uh, I thought was ridiculous at the time. The set uh, coming in at number two was the tail. Tail Heart, which is one of Dead Redhead's favorites, and I have to tell you, if you've never heard Iggy Pop do it, there is a uh, soundtrack oh. called "Closed on Account of Rabies," where Iggy Pop reads the Telltale Heart. You have to listen because it's really funny <laughs> the way he does it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then coming in at number three oh, yes. was the Cask of Amontillado. Hello, hello. Did we adjust for the fact that someone added a misspelling of the Mask of the Red Death and people actually voted for it? Kidding. <laughs> Lamest had- choice it ever. It was, only, it was only one person. It was one person who voted for it. Okay, good. Because that so, one was my favorite, we, we, and I was really upset that it was splitting the votes. We absolutely <laughs> should have won that with Mask of the Red Death. I'm with you on this one. No, just, no, no. Read, read I'm sorry, but when it comes to this... Add one, listeners. Every week, we keep saying, please read all the options before you add your own. Because there's mo- there are always there. more than what show it's up. It's obvious. To see more link at the bottom of the poll. <laughs> you click on it's, the it's suddenly obvious see more that the, Suddenly see more. <laughs> Java's it's trying obvious to that, that, you know, people were a little bit confused about this poll because... The, ho- the fall of the House of Usher only came in at number five, and I think that that is just appalling. That's <laughs> one of the best works of literature ever. It is one of the best. I mean, it just has. I mean, it's just amazing. You know, I think I'll give you that, but for entertainment purposes, like I love the fall of the House of Usher as a piece of literature. But for but when I want something entertaining and fun to read, I always go to Mask of the Red Death. Rock oh, on! I don't. I, I don't think that one. Entertaining and fun? I'll say yeah. this. I'll, hey, I'll say I, this. I when you're talking sh- about the best... When you're, when you're talking about Poe, The Mask of the Red Death is much more Poe-ish than The Fall of the House of Usher. Yeah. Well, either way... It's much, where more, was hot it's much more Poe than it... You know. Where would Hot Topic be without these wonderful stories? Hey. But moving on. And I, I, before we move on, I want to shout out to a, a couple of people who uh, actually made some comments, uh, Panda Valentine and Linda Mundy-White, who actually took the time to say things like, someone who said their father had the raven committed to memory and she grew up hearing it. Yeah, yeah, you know, good stuff, Edgar Allan Poe. Thanks for all of us who uh, participated in the poll, and I'm sure that we've got a good one coming up next week, although I'm not sure what it is yet. (laughs) <laughs> we're working on it that's my girl so where do we want to go from here what's new and exciting this week well the 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 poll wasn't the only thing that happened over the past week since we last talked to you i mean the amount of science fiction news that's come out in the past week has been kind of overwhelming there's tons and tons of stuff to talk about uh you could start anywhere we could talk we could, we could even start with the thing that puts X on the edge of his seat, which is the possibility that that empty place in his heart that was once filled by Smallville might oh. be filled oh, by no. a new green arrow. No. C-W- oh. no. 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 Wait, 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 wait. 
Not only that, CW is probably going to become the preeminent science fiction channel because not only are they going to be uh, doing Green Arrow, but they're also rebooting possibly the worst fantasy science fiction thing ever, Beauty and the Beast. Hey, that show is quality. (laughs) (laughs) I can't even say it without laughing. Ron Perlman. Not about Ron Perlman. Hey. Oh man! Oh, you leave, I, you leave Hellboy out I, of this. I think that that's great. <laughs> that is just fabulous. You know what? It, it gives us fun. You go song. and you put that Lion Man in the sewers again. I mean, the sewers have been empty of of half man, half beasts for too long. I mean, <laughs> in the eighties, we had all kinds of half person, half animal Other things. things Let's spare children enough to keep them out of the sewers if we don't have beauty. I, I don't know. You know, CW may be trying to corner the market, but so long as there's a mosquito or a sharktopus to be made, Sci-Fi Network's got it sewn up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but you have to pronounce it correctly. It's the SIFI Network. And the SIFI. That's right. Speaking of which, you know, Redhead, we were talking before the show and you had said that you saw episode one of Lost Girl. Yes. Ah, uh, yes. Okay, anybody else happen to catch that? Yes. And no. I, Over I this guess, past week or ever in my life? Ever in your life, Doc. Yes. <laughs> we just didn't know if this was the same one that you guys saw from, from Canada. It was exactly the same. Okay. Yeah, exactly. So what did you think? And I totally agree with what Kriana said, that it's loaded with hot women. <laughs> it definitely I is. It gets more loaded. I am so getting sick of this, though. What, hot women? <laughs> no, about, you know, Once Upon a Time, Grim, Buffy, Angel. It's like, okay, everyone out there is potentially a fill-in-the-blank demon, monster, whatever, that happens to look human, and the one person is a cop or chosen to take him down we've seen it over and over it goes back to kolchak the night stalker but i feel hey, like on but i'm telling Lost you Girl, i'm telling you x there is there is variety out there if you hadn't if you don't want the green arrow pilot and you don't want the lost girl you always have swamp volcano Jeez. And Arachno Quake. Arachno Quake. Oh, I'm that's it. You won't be watching that one. Close up all the windows. That's it. <laughs> you know, I I cannot go wrong by combining spiders and an earthquake. I mean, that's I'm obviously the earthquakes, there's cracks and outcrawl <laughs> mystical oh, don't spiders. Don't I mean, oh, thank you. Spoiler what alert. You Spoiler alert. <laughs> Thank you, Java. You, you don't have to sleep earth. with them. But see, now, if this was Lost Girl, those spiders would look human. And it's up to that, that private eye to, to uh, investigate no. all these sudden web crimes that have Ex- popped over oh, the city. Oh, web crimes. Those spiders would be hot. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is true. How could they Can not I- be hot? I mean, they're coming out of a volcano. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> I, can I say something from last week's show that I did hear? And by the way, we're sorry to anybody who missed us. Not that anybody did, but if you did, we're sorry we weren't here. We had a death in the family that we had to, to work on over here. But anyway, uh, listening to the show, you guys had mentioned that you saw Face Off, and I totally agree with you on that. That was very fun to watch. It and is. It's that- really amazing watching skilled people do what they do well and they were very very smart and they spend a lot of time showing you exactly yes what kind of work and how much work and, and goes for the, into these for the record effects. we're not talking about travolta and cage no, no. although oh. that is also awesome we're, to, we're talking about the uh, <laughs> we're talking about the reality show where they start off with i think they start with what 14 special effects artists and, Something like and that. I'd like to point out that many of them are from southwestern Pennsylvania, specifically Pittsburgh. Thank you very much. What um, else do you have to do there? <laughs> well, that's that's the problem. <laughs> and once they, one gets handed a rose and gets voted off the island, I, I don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> no, 
the way that it works is that hey, if we're if we're voting somebody off, if we're voting somebody off the island, I think I don't think that there's anyone that we want off the island more than George Lucas. <laughs> right? You know. Wow, you're you're really going to take him you, on now? Oh. Well, there goes that interview. I mean. Oh yeah, because that interview was coming up. X <laughs> uh, calling. Jeez, I'm sorry, George. Don't worry, I'll send him some chocolates. It'll be fine. He loves the caramels. Oh, uh, no, the, the way the, Letterman does. George Lucas is leaving movie making. We talked about that last week, didn't we? Well, we kind right. of hit on we it. It's, actually, that's not what that's not what the interview says. He's, he's tired of uh, dealing with large uh, corporations and he's tired of making big budget movies and he just wants to make small independent films. He he says he and Joss Whedon are now going in opposite directions. I call shenanigans. Because George Lucas is one of the, George Lucas and Steven Spielberg are really the first two directors in my opinion anyway who really capitalized on the idea of the blockbuster and on the idea of merchandising everything possible about their films and making sure that they made as much money as possible. And, I mean, they also made good films, don't get me wrong, but that's been his philosophy for yeah, so mean, long. But so I'm going to take the most out of this I can. We all know the, the legacy. We, we all know the legacy that Howard the Duck has represented. You know? <laughs> Can you imagine Leone, growing up without THX eleven thirty eight? Can you? I mean, can you possibly imagine not having seen THX eleven thirty eight? I mean, I don't know that. I mean, my children will watch that movie. My grandchildren, right, and they should. Watch it. What grandchildren? <laughs> Some you're not telling us. <laughs> but my God! But well, I mean, I remember one episode. I, I saw a quote. I mean, when episode three came out, he said back then, okay, now I'm going to retire and just do small budget indie movies. And I was like, okay, great. And to him, small budget indie means indie in a refrigerator flying across the screen. (laughs) And I was like, no. And that's the thing. You know what? I've, I've come to this conclusion that the reason that George Lucas needs to leave major filmmaking is because he's just an idiot and because he he tried actually it's kind of funny because spielberg said uh i was the one who had the idea i'm the one who said that indiana jones flying through the air after a nuclear explosion in a in a refrigerator was was viable no george lucas actually took responsibility for his idiotic idea the other day um he's just talking and you know what it is i think it's because his new live action star wars show is going to be coming out soon and he really wants people to like it and maybe wait, he just wait, the fact be, that it's called underworld he just needs let's, to talk a little bit let's, underworld? Let, let's let's talk about something uplifting and, and something to look forward to now you had mentioned spielberg now isn't he doing robopocalypse well he yes is, he is and he's actually talking about it now have yeah. you read well, the book well he is john <laughs> 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 Okay. I just, I just finished Ross that book. Off the I'm a literature teacher. That is a fantastic book. And I, I am so psyched that they're going to bring that to the big screen. Oh, it's, if you haven't is, read it. You- well, I mean, I think that it's really, I think that it's really interesting because, um, I mean, when was, what was the last film that Spielberg did that was future based? What was the last one? Did he do Minority Report? Yeah, like was it my was yeah. it really Minority Report? Because if you think about it, Minority Report what happened? So what? Five years ago? Five, oh, that was six years ago. I think it was like two thousand. It might have been even seven or eight years ago. It, it, it might have been because that was probably about the time that I got out of high school. That was about right. Oh, um, oh, but, oh. oh man. Okay, here we <laughs> go. But see, but see, spiel. Spielberg hasn't done much in the future recently, at least not, you know, from what I can remember. And Minority Report was awesome. I loved that movie. I mean, it was a it was a great dystopian, well, utopian leading into dystopian viewpoint of the future. And I I mean, it sounds like he's really interested in making a film 
that takes place in the near future, like Robopocalypse is supposed to. Right. You, you know, it's not very far away. The things, the themes from that book. Right. One of the most interesting films uh, that never happened is actually happening in a different form uh, in about six months. Uh, it's, there's an interesting backstory about the movie John Carter of Mars, which is uh, being produced by Disney and is due out in a couple of months. I can't believe Disney's doing it, though. Well, here's here's how Disney got it. Looks got it. so great. It yeah, looks. It well, wait a minute. So wait a minute. You, I, and I agree, it does look good. But eight years ago, Paramount Pictures had the rights to it, and Paramount put together a writing team, a directing team, a special effects team, and they put together a reel of uh, how they wanted this movie to look. And with a change in upper management, somehow they let the rights lapse. Disney snagged it immediately and made the film. The reel that Paramount made eight years ago has recently surfaced. And I'm going to post a link to it in the, uh, in the document for tonight's show. You should really take a look at this because it's a very different film and it's a much more textured film than what Disney has gone after. It's, it's a really interesting what might have been document. Who worked on it, Dom? Anybody famous? Um, the interesting thing about this is the director who was assigned to it, and I'm looking up his name now, went on to never do another film. Oh, geez. Um, who was the director? Well, didn't do that one. I mean, didn't get off the ground. Andrew Stanton. Don't know it. He has never been in our kitchen. Yeah, I've never heard of him. Okay. Right. You know, you know what's but, really uh, interesting, though? Hmm. You know, those directors that, that just come out of nowhere do all kinds of stuff. Um, we've got another one coming up. There's been news recently about uh, a new director uh, to take over Hack Slash. Mm-hmm. Which you, uh, Hack Slash is that is the is the comic book series that's done by um, Tim Seeley and Stefano Caselli, and that's Tim right. Seeley is actually uh, one of the guys that we had on about um, the. Um, he was on the double show. feature. <laughs> right, yeah. right, 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 um, right. Anyway, that that series is going to be adapted to a movie and it was Justin Marks who's a fantastic director and then it was going to be Todd Lincoln and now they've got a guy named Marcus Nispel to do it apparently um, but he's never done anything original he's just done the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Massacre Friday the 13th Conan the Barbarian but no, nothing original oh, um, the guy who just did, did the last uh, Conan Path- movie yeah he, he also did Pathfinder that, uh-huh. that um, the, the Twitch Nissan Indian. is eternally great. Oh. say the, the car. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, okay. I, I have a quiz for all of you, very quickly. All oh right. man, is there math on it? You should have no math. Oh, okay. Okay. What movie can you find? I got my find calculator. My slide rule. Where hmm. Kevin Sorbo plays Abraham Lincoln. Abraham Lincoln, Vampire Hunter. Wrong. Damn it. I just like that movie. It's worth mentioning anyway. Paul Ben Victor plays Mussolini. Ray Wise plays Douglas MacArthur. Oh, my God. And Barry Bostwick plays Franklin Delano Roosevelt. Barry Bostwick? Uh, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. FDR American (laughs) Night at the Museum. (laughs) FDR American Badass. This is possibly one of the coolest... And what he time travels? Films I have ever seen a trailer for. Here's the story in, yeah, in a nutshell. <laughs> After contracting polio from the bite of a Nazi werewolf, oh! <laughs> FDR proceeded to take down a star studded cast of historic, secretly likened evildoers. You know, you I gotta like wonder it. if movies like this are just made to make history teachers cry. <laughs> Well, I hope history teachers are crying because I'll tell you what. Hey, you know what? Cool. History teachers deserve to cry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they make you cry, cry sometimes. <laughs> Did they make you cry, Java? Oh my God! You know, 
I don't want to talk about it. I think, <laughs> I think it's about that time, folks. But you know what? And I'm, I'm going to post the link for the trailer for FDR American Badass as well. Because I want to see it. You, I, everybody should see this film. Seriously. It is the funniest thing I've seen in forever. If you're going to do an alternate history movie, this is the one. <laughs> this is the one. FDR, American Badass. You heard it here first. Okay. <laughs> Oh, wow. And now, I know one history teacher who a, will want to see it. Oh, yes, indeed. <laughs> um, uh, uh, what else do we have in the news here, folks? Well, we had another little cookie who well, wanted to be a woman. We do? And they should just stop. What? <laughs> stop with the cookies or stop with the Wonder Woman? Stop with the cookies who want to be Wonder Woman. <laughs> Do you have eyes on that role? You know, there's as 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 long as we as long as we have uh, you know this this culture where um, the you know people want to make superhero television shows and movies, there will be a woman who wants to be Wonder Woman. <laughs> I'm sorry, no Is one no one measures up. That I was unaware of, and Doctor Who, but you know, no one measure no, no one measures up. To Wonder Woman's brassiere, or Linda no, Carter's. This is very true. <laughs> well, Gina Carano looks like she's going to take a run at it. Mm. Although the pictures that you did have, Dome, I will say that she doesn't exactly look like a twig, which is in her favor. I mean, mm-hmm. Wonder Woman shouldn't be a twig. She's an Amazon. Yeah, and I mean, oh. Gina is a, is an MMA fighter. But uh, wait, whoa, whoa! Speaking of twigs, um, is is there some news on uh, the BBC Sherlock series? <laughs> oh, Mr. Cumberbatch? Oh, heck yes. Yeah. Um, if you Cumber haven't Patch. been watching Sherlock... Cumberbatch. But if you haven't been watching Sherlock... Look, look Sherlock is, is hands down the best television that you can watch right now. If I you don't go see the three, Robert Downey Jr. bullshit. Go see it. See the what? PBS. I don't even know what you're talking about at this point. Uh, but go go see go watch the six episodes that are out, and 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 you'll be destroyed because at the end of this past series, uh, has anybody not seen the Reichenbach fall? We have not seen it. We have not We've seen only it. Only seen no. the first three. Don't careful no for spoilers. the spoilers. No spoilers. But if it's anything as good as last if, season, oh my god, it's better. Uh, it's. It's it's so good that I hate it. Yeah. It's so good that I hate it. I can't I can't even talk like I don't want to give you spoilers because I don't want to think about it. It's ridiculous and it's so good and you have to watch it. And the best part about it is that it's coming back for a third series, which is, is unheard of on the, the BBC. Are you kidding me? Yeah. I love Mr. Cucumber. I mean nothing but Doctor Who has had a, had a third season since being human. And I that think John Janabi is in line, sucked. but sucked. <laughs> yeah, well, anyway, watch it because it's amazing. 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 Tech- oh no, those weren't really seasons. <laughs> oh, you mean the one, <laughs> the long episode? Yeah. <laughs> Children of Earth was just sort of a good. Well, these idea. are long episodes. There was the end. <laughs> these episodes are an hour and a half, so they're long shows. But right, you no, know, I mean. Hmm. No, we're just picking just, on just, uh, George Wick. Like, so. <laughs> Although, can I... Sherlock is not the kind of show that you can sit down and watch in the background. You have no. to be. No. No. And, it's very engaging. It's not and, Warehouse and so, 13. You know, hey! No. What? No, Warehouse what? what was that? <laughs> you you, you see, I would have said it's not the real... Excuse you? You it's not be- Smallville. Yeah, exactly. Thanks, dead redhead. <laughs> you Jeez. When, when Warehouse 13 is on in no. the background. Yes, you can. No, you can't. No, cause, cause it's you can riveting. Totally, you can totally not pay attention and still, still get everything out of that show. Yes. You totally can't. Uh, no, you but- miss all the coolest stuff if you don't pay attention to Warehouse 13. No. No, you don't. you don't pay attention if you don't give <laughs> if you don't give every single Tetons. shred of your attention to Sherlock, you, you will miss something, something very important. In fact, yeah. 
No I question. That. In fact, I. How many I times do I really have to say Tetons? Despite giving it all my attention. Somebody laugh at Tetons. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, can I can I back us up for back us up for just one moment? We were talking about Poe. I wanted to give our listeners about the Poe House and how they're trying to save it. Um, X and I have certainly been there. I've been there multiple times. X got to come down with me. It's very oh, I tiny. I can't remember how many years ago. It's in Baltimore, Maryland, and it's the one of the houses that he lived in where he did quite a bit of his work. And it, it's not like the Philadelphia house, but he did quite a bit of work there. And it was in danger of losing its status as a memorial, and they were going to just put, let people put apartments in it. Or, although, I don't know how you could put apartments in that thing, because it's the size of uh, our living room. But um, they were selling a poster, which you can still get the poster. Um, I'm still not sure if It's online. We'll, we will post it on the site. Yep, we're going to post the site. It's a picture of Vincent Price standing next to Poe's grave. And he looks... Stern. Appropriately, yes, <laughs> bereft. <laughs> so if you need something for your next Halloween party. Well, he's got to look more bereft than he did in the oblong box. because that was. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just really cool. It's about from the late 50s, early 60s, Vincent Price. And he's next to Poe's ginormous grave that they have at this, this little... Um, plot of, of churchyard down in Baltimore. And it's just a really cool poster. And for a while there, at least, all the money was going to the Poe House because they're trying to save the money to do renovations so that um, it can stay there and still have tourists come in and see it and so forth. So, please, if it, it's only nineteen ninety five, for goodness sakes, go get yourself one. It's a wicked... The money was going to the Poe House. So, thank you. And you should definitely get that. You should definitely get that. Although I just bought a poster on Amazon for less than a buck. That's huh, Vin- a poster. That's, uh, Vincent Van- <laughs> Sorry. That's, Vin- that's Vincent Van Gogh's exploding TARDIS. Oh, I want one of those. <laughs> Sorry, he said poster. Was, right well, after talking about the Poe house. <laughs> it was Sorry. well, but that poster of the exploding TARDIS was less than a dollar. The shipping was more. Than the cost of the poster. It's a cool you picture, though. Pick that one up because it's, <laughs> poster. You know, it's less than the cost. Well, but I couldn't put Vincent Price in my house. That I would could. screw up my my chi. Like that would completely <laughs> ruin your feng shui. The, would be off. The feng shui. <laughs> of my yeah, what you said. Apartment. His oh, feng would be shui like, once Vincent, again. He goes very Vincent well. Vincent Price is one of those people who just sucks all the energy out of your face. Like, Not true. <laughs> you can, was, directly from you your feel, face you into a your, vessel. You can Where? feel your life energy just being sucked out of you by Vincent Price's face and voice. Don't ever listen to Vincent no, Price. On, no, on, wait, on wait, Sesame no. Street especially. Dead Redhead, this is for you then. What was the uh, the beach movie where Vincent Price has the cameo at the end? Wasn't it the if he TV? couldn't take the life out of Annette Funicello, then, then it ain't happening. Oh, it was Dr. Goldfoot in the Bikini Machine. Annette Funicello is a robot. Is Annette Funicello a serious name? Because that's like the most hilarious Rihanna? name ever. Yes, no, go back she's, to sleep. She's, <laughs> Annette Funicello? <laughs> yeah. Seriously? Rihanna, this, Rihanna this is I was reading this history of the 1950s, and Annette Funicello's name came up. And then I figured out who she was. But, you know, the, the point is that, you know, she's not real. She's a robot. Oh, oh she's, no, she's a blow-up doll. <laughs> this has been the historical part of our show. Annette Funicello. You learn something every day. I thought that was made up. Where no, she, that's insane. Annette Funicello and Bobby Rydell were on the beach, and he did the cameo, was Dr. Goldfoot and the Bikini Machine. Kiss my Funicello. <laughs> okay. This show just got X-rated. Thank yeah. you, John. <laughs> You're welcome, America. Well, I wanted to ask Zombrarian, is it true, Zombrarian, that Miss Piggy is going to be on Project Runway? Squeeze! Oh my god! uh, As we are recording the show, which we do on Thursdays, for those of you who are not aware, she has not yet 
been the guest judge on Project Runway, but by the time the show goes up, she will have been the guest judge on Project Runway. She's probably going to have been the most opinionated judge of all time. And the, at the link provided, you can go to mylifetime.com and watch the full episode on your computer. And I'm so excited. Rock well, me, Amadeus. That like, sounds awesome. Check. Someone, Amadeus, really? Loves me. <laughs> God, we need elocution lessons here. We all love you, Zombrarian. Well, yes, but none of you are in charge of Project Runway and have made all my dreams in life come true by having this piggy as the judge. <laughs> no, sorry, that wasn't me. I'm just upset that but, Tim's not on this season, right? He is not on the All-Star season, Make it work. but Joanna Coles, who is, is doing an okay job, so I'm alright with it. Make it work, people! I'm saying, we'll, st- we'll stop talking about Project Runway now. And now, as they life. say, it's time to actually interact with our guest. Oh, wait, I have, I have a thing for that. It's called this. Make it sound pinky. Who's that at the door? Why, it's Ben Templesmith. Ben, welcome to the show. <laughs> I'm so surprised. <laughs> There's a door now? <laughs> I don't know. It's I'm m- actually in a room with no windows. It's the inner, no. the inner room? The inner door? And it's not a casino. No. As long as you don't do behind the green door, we're fine. All right. Thank you. Bye. Glad we agree on that. <laughs> ben, welcome to the show. Hello, hello. For those of you who are not familiar with Ben and his work, <laughs> Illustrator X, talk to us. Ah, where to begin? I'd say. Uh, First of all, if you're not familiar with Ben and his work, you're a Cretan and you live on a desert island. There you go. Sell the audience. <laughs> okay. Um. Yeah. Please, please begin, and I will correct you as you go. <laughs> no pressure. Oh. Well, we've been explaining all week to people who've been stopping by. It's like, and we're going to be interviewing Ben Templesmith. And like, who? And I'm like, he does these comic books. He does Fell. He did Hatterem. Like, what? Okay. Get the DVD. 30 days <laughs> now. Oh, God, scared the bejesus <laughs> out of me. <laughs> most, yeah. most, most people started, started off with I was the co-creator of 30 Days a Night. You know that movie with vampires in Alaska? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh, oh, comic book, yeah. And also oh, Fell, yeah. Yes. Well, that's, that's, for sure. At which point... <laughs> and for the record, yeah, you do it. Everyone yeah. understands yeah. that you're wrong. So, other yeah. series, like... But no, Ben, uh, you, uh, we did meet you a few years ago at the Boston Comic Con, and we are happy to announce you will be returning to the Boston Comic Con in April. Woo! And thank you for dropping those charges. <laughs> oh man, Ben, wait till you come back It's going to be so much better this year I don't know how much you remember about two years ago But remember it was in that uh, hotel in the South End and, and it basically filled up to fire capacity In the first 15 minutes of the show uh, was, was Boston the one where um, it was really hard to get a drink At any sort of normal time of night? Yes, yeah, that is exactly the one Various problems Okay, well, supply me with alcohol and we'll be fine. <laughs> Duly noted. I will be. Don't happy. worry, this year we'll be downtown and there are plenty of places. Yeah, so this Boston year we're at the Heinz and it's going to be not only much bigger, but much easier to get alcohol. Good. <laughs> it, was like, it was like Prohibition last time. That's just because it was in the vast wasteland. That is the South End, yeah. That's out around the South End right now. I promise to get but, your lunch and alcohol this year, man. Well, thank now, you very much. Now, one <laughs> thing I wanted... You had mentioned charges earlier. Uh, one thing I've been noticing on your website is um, your commissions. Now, it's, it seemed like you were actually uh, backing away from doing commissions. Will you be accepting them at the show? Uh, I generally do them at the show, yeah, because at the show I'm at a show and I'm not doing anything else except meeting fans and drawing pictures and stuff. But I am currently on lockdown to make sure I get some deadlines done. So they take preference over commissions usually. So, yes, I'll be doing commissions at the show and I'll probably be selling a whole bunch of weird squid-related, Cthulhu-related weird crap stuff. Nice. (laughs) That's our favorite kind of weird crap stuff. 
Weird crap stuff. That's what I do. I make a living on that. You know, that's kind of what we do, too. <laughs> ben, I have a question for you. I actually have a serious question for you. Um, I've no, Hang you on. Have, ben is... Ben is gone. Oh, ben right? is, hold on, hold ben on. Is we gone. just lost Ben. We, we have lost Ben. Son of a gun. Sure, ben. I ask a serious I question. He may be out of the country. Or so he said. Alright, I'll try him back. I'll give him like a minute Our to realize he's been disconnected. Oh my gosh. <sighs> You know, you've, you've kind of got to expect this, though. I mean, Ben is one of those kind of people who exists in the shadows, and, and he's he's it there, is, and he's not it's there. It's a the displacement. Uh, All right, let's just, try again. He, he just mentioned Lovecraft, and then he disappeared. Yeah, I know. It's spooky, isn't it? Spooky. Hello, uh, sorry about that. That's okay. <laughs> well, I, I think it's not uh, a my mother apparently, I think, just tried to call me from Australia on Skype, and something weird <laughs> happened on my phone. So, Ooh. yeah. Um, so <laughs> Hi, mom. All we know is Hi, that mom. you mentioned Lovecraft, and then you vanished, and I thought it was <laughs> so cool. <laughs> well, yeah, that wasn't part of the plan. <laughs> it never is. Yeah, I have a serious question for you. You've done some writing as well, correct? Yes. Okay, yes. I was waiting for you to correct. I, I, I mostly. Yeah. Yes. And I just wondered, when you do your art and you also write, do you find that one is more distracting than the other, or does it? Is that something that feels pretty easy to do for you? Uh, it is immensely easy to do. Um, so far as creating, <laughs> creating is hard. But if you're going to do it, doing all of it is probably easier than trying to get into someone else's head to figure out what they wanted in mm. a script. I mean, it's a very different dynamic. So. I prefer, kind of prefer these days doing everything myself because I didn't get, I didn't, I don't do what I do to be able to draw. I do what I do to, to, to because I want to tell stories, and usually I have stories I like to tell. So, yeah. But working with writers sometimes has its benefits because you know sometimes they're a lot better than you, and sometimes um, they bring ideas that you never thought of. And yeah, it's interesting sometimes working with someone else. So. So Steve now is really just a robot, and you're just controlling it. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I haven't worked with him for a very long time, so that was uh, thirty days a night mostly. That was the big one, and then Warren. So, but we may be doing something in the future, but I can't say more yet. Ooh, Ooh. spoiler! <laughs> well, if you can't talk about really. it, something up. It's not really a spoiler. It's more like a crumb of. Oh, for for the comic book version of Under the Dome featuring our very own The Dome. Hello, hello. <laughs> <laughs> See, I guessed what you did there. Who, what, me? Yeah. That, that would be... <laughs> no, I didn't, I didn't do anything. Oh, well, I guess what you're going to do. Absolutely nothing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> no, I actually have a, a lot of uh, projects that I'm actually writing myself in the pipeline, so... Okay. Well, do tell. Yeah, actually, yeah, so you're share. talking about some of those projects that are coming up. So, so what I do you can't have talk about them at all. to know about right away? Can't, can't talk about what, them what, about right away? All right. Um, what well, do we need to know about that we should be looking at? you just point out, sometimes hearing you guys is like talking to a McDonald's drive through so I apologize if I have to ask you to repeat things. That's okay. We'll repeat. Just ask. Okay, but I would like fries with that. <laughs> <laughs> would why you like I, to supersize it? I was going to say, why do I think we're going to hear that in a few months when we're taking your lunch order? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my Lord. I'm like, who are you again? Sci-Fi Saturday Night. Who? Exactly. <laughs> but uh, I do want to say to our listeners, if you haven't had a chance to, to see Ben at a show, oh, my God, you have to. Um, a few years ago, we um, we did a benefit for uh, Gene, Rob Gene Robinson, Spider Robinson's wife. And Ben, you were kind enough to work on a jam piece we were doing. Oh, you're cutting in and out. X, did we lose you? Man, this is just not my night, is it? Yeah, Skype is I think it was, it was my fault. tonight. 
Sigh. I, I'm not sure that it was your fault. Although you did say Cthulhu, and that probably did hex everything. <laughs> um, what X was saying was, two years ago when we were at Boston Comic Con, we were mm-hmm. doing uh, jam sketches. Okay. For, well, for we Sp- weren't doing them. We were distributing them to be distributing done to various them artists. Distributing them to Spider Robinson's uh, to uh, be mm. auctioned off. Do you recall this incident, sir? Um, I'll be honest and say, um, not really. I do. I've done a lot of cons um, under various circumstances, and don't remember too much from them all. Basically, you have to assault me these days to get me to remember an event. Is that but, um, a come I think on? I vaguely recall something. But. <laughs> well, essentially, Ben, what happened was we approached you and said, it kind of explained uh, what our friend Spider was going through and uh, how we were going to be auctioning off jam pieces to help defray the medical expenses uh, for his wife. Oh, did, did, I, did I go through a rant about American... Um, uh, yeah, uh-huh, you, know, you did. <laughs> but it turns out yeah, he's I Canadian, I though. And, and, then, yeah. and then you looked at the piece of paper and you grabbed it out of my hand and said, come back in half an hour. And you did the most beautiful, beautiful sketch. Uh, I had oh, seen cool. that day of wormwood. Well, yes, raised the money. You did. You did wormwood gentleman corpse on the sketch, and oh, everybody. You know what? It was a big. It was a. It was a big scene, wasn't it? And when wormwood was at a at the bar. Yep, that's yes. exactly what it was. Yeah, okay, I, remember, I remember that image now. That's fine. Now I remember. It. Yeah. No, I and everybody else who had to sketch on that piece after you looked at it and went, "Do you have another one? I can't <laughs> do better than that." <laughs> <laughs> I think I cheated and put some color on it, and no one else had it at that point. Yeah, but I, I, I think you were almost the first person to draw on it, actually. On that particular sheet, you were. And I've got to tell you, you know, the, the generosity and, and the grace with which you did that, sir, was very much appreciated. Well, I, you know, no one likes having people be chat on, which is kind of what that health system kind of has. You know, people have to... Just, Big for for money to save their lives with their loved ones' lives, and that's no fun. So yeah. I Except for like it turns help. out they were Canadian, so. <laughs> well, that's even stranger. <laughs> I, know. I know. I know. I want that money back. I want my work back. Now. <laughs> <laughs> well, there were still a lot of expenses related to her Why illness. Did, what, her okay. Okay. Um, but but actually, I I'm, I'm going to admit you you were. Um, gentlemanly yeah. enough to admit that you did not recall this event initially, and I will admit that I when I uh, you do now, but when I walked up to you to ask you to do it, I had no clue who you were. I was just like, and you had you had to read my Wikipedia entry to remember me for this time, right? Um, no, actually, now I have your artwork under my plate glass table, um, the oh. Doctor Who print that Zombrian and I purchased from you that day. I have actually, a copy. Wait. Small fact correction: It's not on the under the glass cover of the coffee table. It's framed on top of a bookcase. Oh, sorry, that's better. <laughs> Please, well, I have a small correction right. too. You, I have a small correction too. It's not a print; it's an art proof. Because that's I actually true. never sold prints. I just sold a couple of random printouts. I did to test uh, the image. I'm not actually allowed to sell like proper prints. I'm not going to business doing Ooh, that. So yeah. you've got a special, just sort of off-cut sort of thing that I was testing a thing out of. Ooh. Well, I'm really glad I so snaffled it up then. And now I have a copy of Wormwood Gentleman Corpse trade paperback number one on my bookshelf and various other sundry articles of your work hanging about the house. Oh, cool. Thank you very much. There will eventually be more Wormwood, too. So Yay. there's a... Three, three volumes already, and the fourth will eventually happen. We've been waylaid by life, so the woman will never die. These things happen. <laughs> I wouldn't expect well, you might die in the die. story, but yeah. Well, yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna say, is it possible for Wormwood to die? <laughs> How would that work? He doesn't die; he just gets bored. Mm. <laughs> That's true. Isn't it the same thing? Uh, something sometimes. Maybe if it's a Republican debate, I don't know. Sorry, didn't mean to get existential there. <laughs> then after after thirty days night, did it feel like things kind of broke out for you? Was it really a, a breakout for you, or? Uh, there's two answers to that. Uh, the first okay. one is no. Okay. <laughs> uh, because you're probably referring to the movie, right? No, no. I mean, you're, I have the very first printing of the first issue. 
Okay. Well, the first issue uh, sold abysmally, didn't make any money, and uh, the publisher said, um, I bought we one. can't really afford to keep doing it, but, I'll, but if you just want to do it, um, we'll still print it, we can print it, but we can't pay you, because they were paying me a very small page rate at that time. Wow. So I said, oh, fuck it. It was like my, one of my, my first comments I ever did, so I was just happy to be published. So I said, well, whatever, we'll, I'll finish the damn book, and it'll still put it out. So, uh, so yeah, and then halfway through, I think the second issue had uh, got a film option, which was really big news, and, and then the sales picked up by the time the trade came out, because there's a... Sure. Um, a delay. So, yeah, um, the movie news, the hype, um, kind of really gave my career a springboard to, to launch from. But when the movie came out itself, it didn't really do anything. I mean, it sold some books. Sure. That was it. Because the big news was that getting a movie in the first place back before comic book movies were that common. So, that is a long answer. So, the short answer was no. <laughs> long no, answer I, was I, kind of yes. Yeah. I meant about the comics because, yeah. as I said, I have all the original prints of the issue, the original runs of the issues, yeah. and I loved them. Well, you, so. You've got ones that are actually worth a bit, if they're in good condition, because there was very few of them, and it turned out to be a pretty famous big comic, so. For a while, they were going for like 250, the first issue went for like 250 yep. bucks on eBay, I oh think. Oh my god. That's why no one will know where I live. <laughs> <laughs> Except oh, me. Until they make... Until they make Dead Redheads comics, the documentary. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Oh. Hey, did you think just you know as an artist, did you think that um, it translated well to the big screen? That that it captured your look. I'm glad you said it's the artist because that removes me from various other discussions. Because yeah. <laughs> uh, no, because <laughs> I always answer as the artist because that's what I was not really. I mean, I, I um, created some of the vampire characters, came up with the visuals for them, and David Slade, the director, was pretty much extremely faithful to the whole look and. Um, the, the, the sort of the color palette and definitely the designs overall. And to his credit, he actually thought, you know, that there's the little girl vampire in it that gets a, I won't work. Yes. She gets her head chopped off. Um, uh, apparently, they didn't really want that in. She was kind of too hardcore for a lot of the executives and whatnot, but he fought to have her in. So I'm very glad about that because I actually came up with her all myself and said, you should put that in the book, Steve. It's cool. Little, little <laughs> girls with, little vampire girls, are, you, know, you know, creepy. So... I'm glad it came in. I was very proud of that. Nice. And that was, that was job, before uh, Let the Right One In, too. So little creepy vampire oh, girls were, were really your invention. Uh, <laughs> not, not, not really, because there was a, city called, um, a movie called Dark City, which had a little boy character in which was that alien oh, little boy. Yes. Well, that was damn creepy. So vampires got lots of teeth. Kyra was only 14. Wait, wait, are we forgetting? Wait. Didn't Interview with a Vampire come out before that? Honey, before all of that, we had Night of the Living Dead, and Kyra was only 14 when she killed her mother. Thank you very much. Well, <laughs> she wasn't technically a vampire, though. Oh, that's true. That's true. She was a zombie. Yeah. Okay, I'll give you that. You have zombies on the brain. I always have zombies on the brain. Oh, that's true. All right, Ben, I have a question for you. As an artist, who... Okay. Who is your hero so much that if you ever met them, you like couldn't speak? Uh, it would have been Christopher Hitchens, possibly, possibly now Richard Dawkins, but they're not artists. You mean no, they're not artists? Oh, well, that works too. I, I kind of agree with you I there. Li I, li I listen to them as I work. So, um, as an artist, um, I don't know. I've met well, um, probably one you've never heard of. Probably. Does it have to be alive or dead? Um, whichever you prefer. I don't know. Um, well, there's a guy named Victor Ambrose, who um, is one of my earliest influences. Oh, Ralph Steadman, probably. Oh, uh, Ralph, Ralph Steadman. So Victor Ambrose has done over 200 um, illustrated books. You probably have looked and grown up with some of his books. You just don't know it because his name's not known. But there's a British show called Time Team, and he actually now, he's an old guy. He draws the reinterpreted scenes of what the old historical Roman ruins, whatever they're picking up at that day, um, would look like. So, you know, he's pretty famous in the UK for that. But, yeah, but definitely Ralph Steadman. He's my other artistic hero. Oh, I can see that. Huh. I'll never meet him before he dies, so. Hear that, Boston Comic-Con? <laughs> yeah. I know. Yeah, get Ralph Steadman, yeah. Kriana, do you know who Ralph Steadman is? Nope, not a clue, but I'm going to Google it in a minute. 
Oh yeah, okay, God. think about the wall. You want to know how I discovered Ralph Steadman, really? Yeah. I was in university doing a design degree, and uh, I happened to have been purchasing an issue of Playboy at the time. And, and he on the was back, doing the Hunter Thompson stuff. He did do that, yeah. But he, he on the back of that, on the back of the Playboy, he had, had done an illustration for an ad for Stolly's Vodka. And I thought oh, that was a cool God, piece of art. Right. So it had his name on the thing. So, and uh, apparently Playboy had a lot of Stolly's Vodka ads at the back at the time. So I found them and found out who he was. And oh, then got him for that. Well, see, and that's cool. just kismet because I was I just polished off a bottle of Stolly tonight. <laughs> oh, Java! You know what? The, you know what his art reminds me of. When I when I was little, there were these books. Okay, I don't know if anyone but me is gonna understand. Maybe Dome will know which books I'm talking about. They, I think all I remember them being called is like ghost stories, and they were small-ish and black and paperback. But they had some of the weirdest, kind of gruesome, but you couldn't not gruesome enough to keep them away from like school children images in them, like drawn images. And this reminds me really strongly of those. They were cool. Shocking if you were 13. I don't recall what they were. <laughs> you know, I'm going to find them and show them to you, and you're going to be like, that's what you were talking about. It makes so much sense now. But right now, you just think I'm nuts. That's fine. It's normal. Pretty much. But that's okay. I can live with it. So, Ben, are you planning on bringing something special with you to Boston this year? Is there something that uh, people coming to you to see you can look forward to seeing? Maybe. It depends if I can get the manufactured in time, though. But, um, I don't know, there'll be some new exclusive prints I do, and just myself, basically. Um, I don't know yet. I'm gearing up for the convention season, so I'll have a lot of new stuff, but I'm not sure, because Boston's one of the earliest ones. So, we'll see. We'll see. I feel like this is a really good time to invite Ben to participate in our contest. Yeah. Which contest oh, yeah. is that? Which contest is that, Java? Java? There is a contest that we are working on, and once fi- details are finalized, they will be out on our website, SciFiSaturdayNight.com. But just to give you a taste, the idea is Super Babies, your favorite superheroes depicted as babies. Um, Hasn't that actually been done before? Yeah. Isn't actually a comic of that? Yeah, there was the X-Babies, there was uh, quite a few. There's a variety of, of comic books that have done that, but we're, we're just asking for, we're just calling for people to, to do their own depictions of, of famous comic book heroes as babies and send them in. But uh, not necessarily heroes, though. It could be, it's not like Superman. It could be like, it could be like the 30 Days of Night vampires as could, babies. Um, I don't know. Can I just draw a superhero in a diaper? Sure. <laughs> Wormwood Gentleman Corpse as a baby. Oh, he's not a that would really thinking, be wrong. I'm thinking maybe the, the Incredible Hulk. <laughs> Doesn't matter. Could be anyone. Uh, See, I'm looking at Lois Lane as kind of like Lucy Van Pelt, but that's just me, you know? Aside, aside from the baby's piece, Ben, can you... Um, are there any characters uh, other than superheroes or superheroes if you wish are there any characters that you haven't worked on yet that you'd really really like to work on other than superheroes or superheroes either way what superheroes I want to work on I didn't Um, want to find um, you just superheroes (laughs) uh, I wouldn't mind doing a Dune graphic novel I want that now I want that now (laughs) (laughs) I, I I want that now. Can Harkin I? Harkin babies. I, I've got I've got to mute my mic because do I'm just gonna keep saying I want that now. <laughs> he says that's what he's gonna say, but he's gonna mute mute his mic and start squeeing like a little girl. That's it. Sadly, <laughs> never <laughs> <laughs> Hey, that you know of, you know, a lot of important people listen to Sci Fi Saturday Night. Last time we checked. Well, I- at least three. <laughs> <laughs> the probably designed by like 50 different people and you'd have to get them all to agree. You'd probably have to drug them. So, well, you could do that. <laughs> I, I don't really have a problem doing that. No, that's, we how get, that's how I get most of my work. I drug people. Yeah. Well. Do you have to, really? <laughs> what, what else? And this is, this uh, is for work, not my personal life. 
What else would you like to work on, Ben? Because uh, honestly, not much except my own stuff right now. I have a lot of ideas that I want to actually finally, now that I'm back to producing work again, putting them down and getting some new stuff out. So cool. all original new stuff. I mean, Excellent. I wouldn't mind doing some definitive. I kind of want to adapt Dagon. You know, Dagon, oh. one of the earlier. Yes. Yeah. That's public domain, so you can do that because it was, you know, nothing's public domain anymore. But maybe that, maybe Dick, or you know, a popular, a proper, a proper Dracula adaption, which is. You know, a bit of comic book, a bit of prose. I don't know, some fancy stuff. Well, the the cover that you have posted on your on your uh, website like, of yes. Bram Stoker's Dracula is fantastic. Oh, good lord, uh, yes, that's oh, beautiful. Uh, although I oh, noticed that's, you, um, that's you probably one of those the... blank covers I did. Mm. Actually, right. the real novel that comes with a blank cover, and you just you do an original piece of art on the cover. So. Oh. Cool. Yeah, I've, I've I've done maybe five of those. I've got one more book left, which I'll auction on eBay at some point. So, so if I was to find one of those and and bring it to you at Boston, would you yep. be able to? Oh. <laughs> that that you know, was what? a definite yep, Java. Would, uh, would you uh-huh. be able to do a cover on on one of those? Oh, totally. Um, but they're out of print now, and you can only really buy them from the UK or on eBay from the UK. So you'd have to like source them. Yeah, I'd, oh, I'd oh I can I can do that. I, <laughs> do it. Do it. You Java know you wanna. Gauntlet has been thrown. Yeah, challenge accepted. Sweet. Ah. See, I'm partial right. to your Lovecraft on that page. Mm. <laughs> oh yeah, there's, 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 there's a whole range of classics. No Lovecraft. There are so many links that we're going to have to post for you for people to be able to look at your work. And I, I'm just so totally undecided as to, you know, what to put in and what to leave out. So I'm just, I think I'm just going to throw them all in at this point. But uh, let me tell you, uh, Boston Comic Con is coming up. It is April 21st and April 22nd, oddly enough, in Boston. Weird, I know. That was an original name there, Sci-Fi Saturday Night's probably going to have a meetup. There will probably be alcohol involved. And Ben Templesmith will be there. This is a gentleman worth watching, worth checking out everything he's ever done. Stop by, say hello. Um, Oh, we'll put him in our guest tours. He's going to be in our guest tour, so if you come by our booth and say, I'd really like to go speak to Ben Templesmith, one of us is going to walk you over. Me, but I'll giggle first. Okay. (laughs) Just like that. (laughs) You need to make them wear a special hat, though. Oh, we have t-shirts. I want a fez. Fezes are cool. Or Or a Stetson. We have a Batsmaru hat that you can wear. (laughs) <laughs> or I could knit myself a hat of something or other. You got, you got three months. I know. I have plenty of time to knit a hat. Maybe it'll be like a turtle or something. I don't know. Nice. <laughs> An Abe Sapien hat, guys. There you go. Whoa! Whoa! <laughs> I need some blue yarn and some black yarn and some needles. Stat. And some water. Mm, and an egg. Oh. Okay. Ben, thank you so much for joining us. It was a pleasure and an honor, and I can't wait to see you again in Boston in April. You're very welcome, guys. Thanks for having me. Oh, thank right. Please, pleasure ours. Appreciate it. Um, feel free to stick around if you'd like. X, um, you're on. Oh, hold on. He's he's not quite on yet. Uh, he'll not be on. Quite in, on yet. He'll he'll be on in a second, and um, now he's on. Okay. All right. Sorry. Next week. Actor Doug Jones. Squee! Get out, Squee! He's Ape Sapien. He, he's the one from Pan's Labyrinth, and now he's a mime. <laughs> then on February 11th, Jay Page brings anime to New Hampshire with the Queen City Kamikaze. Con. Con. Well, yes, that too. <laughs> on, on February 18th, we wrap with Cap. Comic Archive Project President Megan Higgins on her efforts to save original comic art. She sounds familiar. She does indeed. <laughs> and on February 25th, Giant Robots! Giant Robots! Frankie B. Washington returns with the latest on his show, Robot God Akamatsu. 
Sci-Fi Saturday Night is the official podcast of the Boston Comic-Con and of Comic Art House, your one and only source for original comic artwork. Visit Bob and Kim at ComicArtHouse.com for the best deals on original art from dozens of your favorite artists. Tonight's outro music provided by The Traffic Lights. Pick up their CD, Hold a Folk, at RobWattsOnline.com. Dome? I want to thank Ben Templesmith for joining us in what has been a technology-ridden affair this evening. <laughs> and somehow we have muffed our way through another one, and it's about over. I want to thank all of the uh, cast and crew here for working through what was... Uh, a rather tempestuous half an hour before the show. From the Revere Time Vortex, the sweetheart of the soundboard, Kriana, thank you for all you do. Hey, I have a shout out tonight to Rob Watts. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for our new opening theme. We all love it. We bow to your awesomeness. Absolutely right. And Zombrarian, my darling, thank you for everything. You're welcome. From the Four Color Vault of Comics in Manchester, New Hampshire, thank you, Illustrator X and the Dead Redhead. Nevermore. Mwah! And from Outpost Gallifrey, our gaming editor, Java. Boston can't come soon enough. Deep into that darkness peering, long I stood there wondering, fearing, doubting, dreaming, dreams no mortal ever dared to dream before. Fourth the dome. <laughs> shared pain is lessened. Shared joy is increased. Thus do we all refute entropy. Nevermore. Good night, everyone. <laughs>